This is Maria Marquez, and you're listening to Keeping It Safe, a podcast dedicated to talk about campus safety. I hope you're all enjoying these last few weeks of school. It is finals time. Don't forget, stay focused, get to it. But I am so happy you all tuned into this podcast episode because we are talking about the Social Justice Conference. So, the Social Justice Conference was supposed to happen on November 13th through November 15th. Unfortunately, our campus got closed on Wednesday at 10 a.m. And the Social Justice Conference only happened a day. And it's very unfortunate to hear, but don't you worry. I got the scoop here in this podcast. I had the opportunity to talk to Dean Tudio and get to know more about what the purpose of this conference is. But first of all, I want to say a few things in regards as to why the campus got closed. So the campus got closed due to poor air quality, and that's because California has been facing huge fires and it has caused our air to be unsafe for us to breathe. And I really hope for those of you who have breathing issues are okay. And also for those of us who don't have breathing issues to make sure to take care of yourself. It's better to be safe than sorry. So this is very devastating to hear that some of our colleagues have been affected by these fires as well. For example, one of my pals, she is from Paradise, California, which is one of the towns that got burned down and she lost her family home. To think that the holidays are coming up and some people lost their homes is very devastating. And I really hope your awe can contribute back some way or somehow, whether it's giving clothes that you don't need or giving like a few money to help these these people who are currently facing these issues. I'm pretty sure they'll be greatly appreciated. And I hope all of you have a great time during the holidays with your family. But remember, if we could help out the way we can, that would be greatly appreciated. During this campus closure... I don't know if you all noticed. Some of us received text messages, some of us received emails, and some of us received phone calls. And that was because we were opt-in to StandAlert. In one of my podcast shows, I talked about StandAlert and how you could opt into it with your CSU portal. And you basically just want to opt into this to become informed about any issues that our campus may be facing. For example, the campus closure due to poor air quality. This feature actually informs you of like, hey, this is what's going on on campus. Please leave. If it's huge emergency how it was this past month. And it just informs you rather than you hearing it from someone else or you just seeing people like running or going somewhere instead of class and you're just confused. So make sure to opt in to stand alert. It helped out a lot of students to stay up to date if they have to come to campus or not also. So it could save you a little gas money as well. So how I previously stated, I had the opportunity to talk to Dean Tudio and I wanted to have a one-on-one conversation with him because I wanted to have his individual perspective be in this podcast and give him the opportunity to explain day one, day two, and day three of the Social Justice Conference. And this was way before I imagined this conference to be canceled. So we totally locked out. You're totally lucky now and like hearing what this conference is all about. But the first question I asked him was, what is the purpose of this conference? And basically what he said is that this conference is a place where students become aware of the communities that Stan State is surrounded in. So it's not just a San Luis campus community, but outside of Stan State community, there's other small communities that our faculty members, staff members, or students live in. So it's important to be aware of those communities, but also what's going on within these communities and how you as a person can help to solve the problems that these communities are facing. So the whole purpose of this 
conference is basically to encourage students to be a part of the solution to solve these problems, as well as encourage them to be aware of what's going on outside of campus, because that is something that we're all gonna end up going into once we graduate, we're going out in the real world and working within it. So why not get more encouraged to learn what's going on within the society we live in? Within the Social Justice Conference, it was planned to have around 25 to 28 workshops or performances, and within each and every one of these workshops, they have a specific topic. Before going into these topics, I want to first clarify that a lot of faculty and students are very happy that this conference actually happens on campus because they have the ability to not only help promote this conference so their students could go, but also students have the opportunity to go and become encouraged and influenced by attending at least one or more workshops. When I was talking to Dean Tudio, he actually mentioned to me that the attendance has increased each year and this conference was actually established to be here at Stan State four years ago. And it's fairly new, so by seeing the attendance increasing each year, it's very impressive. One thing is for sure that Dean Tudio told me and especially highlighted within this interview is that this conference is definitely opens a new world to students who attend it. Because in this conference, you are bound to learn something new, something you have not heard of. Students will become informed about issues within their society, within the society that the Stan State community is surrounded by. And the importance to be aware of these issues, but also get encouraged to be a part or help create a solution to a problem. This three-day conference is... Once again, like I stated earlier, it's consisted of 25 to 28 workshops. And day one is basically talking about the home and displacement work and family. Just talking mainly about those workshops and such. Day two was talking about the indigenous farm work and environmental health. As for day three, was talking about the immigrant and youth engagement, patterns and social inequality. So here are some of the ways that Dean Tudio explained each and every one of them. I want you all to hear how he explains this. He does a way better job. I simply just summarized it within like one or two sentences, but he goes more in depth to it. So without further ado, here is how Dean Tudio explains day one. So there, there's a couple of ways to look at it. And, and in, the, in the signal, we put a page uh, in there that actually kind of um, breaks it down by okay. day a little bit. And, and I think it's probably enough to, to make it clear what's going on. On Tuesday, we're really going to listen to uh, people who are engaged in grassroots advocacy for community justice, particularly for community equity initiatives. Um, and um, that speaks to, to, to disparities in, in the infrastructure funding and um, preservation of, of safe and drinkable water and things that in some areas of a community are really well done and other areas are neglected. And mm -hmm. so there's yeah. going to be some groups who will come in and talk about how to, how to work w from within a community to, to understand the problems and also to address them. And um, that'll go all the way through the day into the keynote talks. Um, There'll be a, a look at kind of the relationship between um, shelter and displacement. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a theoretical way of looking at um, having a place and being um, 
exposed to the loss of that place or actually experiencing the loss of it. And so that mm-hmm. captures, of course, a lot of the immigrant issues, but it mm-hmm. also captures the homelessness yeah. uh, problems. And so um, we'll culminate with screening of, of the documentary Homelessness in Modesto with a follow-up panel that will look at how the problem uh, appears uh, in the Turlock context. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, it, and it has been a very interesting uh, discussion in the community. It's, uh, Turlock's been ahead of the curve, but it's also um, run up against some, some issues, uh, I think. And, and so it, it'll be a, a good discussion. So that's kind of that first day. Yeah. So now this is what Dean Tudio had to say about day two and day three of the Social Justice Conference. Wednesday is going to be focused very much on um, environmental uh, health and personal health of uh, immigrants and um, immigrant farm workers working in the Central Valley. And so we'll look, uh, a number of the talks will be looking at um, the, the kind of social justice context that the uh, immigrant farmers and the indigenous farm workers and their families um, live in. Yeah. And, and um, so there are, are environmental health issues, mm-hmm. and um, there's health care issues. There's there's a lo- there's a very rich dimension there. Um, access to care, and then um, but even the the immigrant populations, particularly those uh, that that are, are undocumented uh, or have a relationship to undocumented people, have to deal with this whole range of of concerns and issues, yeah. and so we have some um, academic researchers coming in, faculty at, at research universities, who are three of them have all been working with Central Valley farm workers, and they've done embedded research. So mm-hmm. it's this community-based kind of participatory research activity, which is a new form of research that's becoming uh, popular because it's um, it's very effective at articulating issues that can then be addressed in, in medical or scientific ways. So these are, are actually people who are um, leaders in the field of medical anthropology, which I didn't even know about. A year ago, I had no, no real sense for, for what it was. I knew there was, there was a kind of biological anthropology, yeah. but medical anthropology is really interesting because it's, it's focusing on the, um, on the health of communities, of homeless people, and these farm workers are going to, to you know, going to be saying, you know, this is about us, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that I think makes a difference. Thursday is mostly focused on coalition, uh, kind of coalition-based activism. So the idea of, of working your problem by finding finding the other groups that have their own problems and concerns, but but share that problem. That, that you're interested in, in addressing, and you start building a relationship with them, even if there's very little in common between mm-hmm. your two groups in terms of their own um, views and, and priorities, and learning how to work the same problems. And these coalition-based activist movements have been the ones that were most successful. Civil rights was an example of one. The the 
anti-war movement and the civil rights movement kind of all flowed in and we had people of color kind of flowing into groups that were very white and, and very kind of educationally inclined, but somehow they, they found ways to, uh, to bond in, in an activist mode. And so that, that creates a, a broader base, uh, a, a broader foundation on which to, to pursue um, community equity issues. And so um, these, these people will, um, Thursday, are gonna be um, talking about the ways in which our, our various structures of systems and society have um, really kind of um, locked in some inequalities mm -hmm. and kind of stratified them. They're just part of the way things are. And so you learn how to how to move within your domain, but but moving between domains is a really challenge uh, challenging thing. And so um, when these inequalities really do begin to f to look more like social justice issues and in their extreme form like human rights issues, um, you need advocates who can 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 speak for the problem and also speak for those who who are are. You know, living in the problem, and and also be someone who can provide some leadership in drawing out of the community the 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 engagement and 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 active work uh, that that really defines the problem and and moves forward to to try to resolve or solve it. So that's that community-based element of it. So they're not just telling people how to do things, mm -hmm. but they're going in to facilitate something, and they know the resources. Yeah. And so they keep okay. putting the people in touch with the resources that mm -hmm. they need, okay. and all of a sudden, they're able to work their own problem. And because of that, they have a, a an enduring interest in seeing it, you know, following through, and 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 that's what. That's what our society needs. It, it can't absorb an, an, a, a one-time solution to a problem that, that is a constant mm -hmm. uh, reminder of itself over time. You've got to, to have some, like our bodies have this immune system that learns how to kind of keep watch over the thing that keeps coming back and, yeah. and, um, and managing it. So that's kind of what these people are. They're building this kind of social justice immunity, you know, kind of immune system. They're not just inoculating a, a community. They're going in and 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 helping that community like being develop a form of its resource. immune system. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So there you have it, everyone. You have now been informed by our very own Dean of Arts, Humanities, and Social Sciences, Dean Tudio himself, about what was planned to happen within the Social Justice Conference. And I hope this was very informative to you all, for those of you who were planning to go, and also for those of you who weren't planning to go, because this conference is scheduled to be postponed next semester. And if you see these flyers, emails to spread the word, or seeing professors telling you go to this conference because it's an opportunity that is open to you here at Stan State, please take the opportunity to go whenever you have a break from class to class or from work if you work on campus. Lastly, you may be asking, why are you talking about the Social Justice Conference in a campus safety podcast? Well, I wanted to see how the Social Justice Conference relates with campus safety. And 
That's exactly the question I asked to Dean Tudio, and this is what he had to say. That's a really important question and, and challenge for us to, to work on mm-hmm. because um, we face a lot of our students come with um, what we used to call, um, they, they come without any hang-ups about things that were very troubling as, as I was growing up. Mm-hmm. My culture didn't have any tolerance for things that the, the students who come into the campus now have, have come to take for granted yeah. in a lot of ways. And, um, it, and yet the society hasn't really caught up with that. And so we've got transgender students here. We've got undocumented students here. We've got you know, students who, who have um, challenging um, characteristics to their makeup but are, are able to function just fine if people would stop stereotyping the, the behavior. You know? And so, you know, yeah, it's a challenge for someone who's, who's really autistic um, in some ways, but, you know, if everybody just relaxes a little bit, unless this just kind of play itself out, you, you know, you, you can learn. These people who have these conditions are sometimes extremely bright, and if you just have the patience to let them get rolling, then they'll share that <laughs> with you. And so I think just calling attention to, to, to the importance of, of giving support to, uh, to those who feel exposed in unsafe ways, um, which can be as simple as nobody pays attention to our problem and we're going to die from this water <laughs> because it's got you know, poison in it. Um, that's safety. So just because it's safe on campus doesn't mean it's safe when you go home, and yeah. um, or that it you know you may have come from a small community that that um, where where the, where the community really is unknowingly at at risk of of things uh, that others could help them um, identify. So it it cuts deep, I think, when you think about the, the way that, that a lot of these social justice issues have grown up because of the violence that, that has been inflicted on people or the harm or the, the damage, the vulnerability that can be oppressed and, and um, managed in, in uh, domineering kinds of ways. Um, what it you know we're learning more about what it means to to demean people mm-hmm. um, and and how to how to call out those those underlying reasons that is happening mm-hmm. and say you know it's not right that yeah. that we're not addressing this structure that's that's really at the root of what supports the cultivation of that behavior and you can keep going after one one example of the behavior but if you don't go back into the structure a little bit you know you're you're missing it and so we, we do that on campus all the time at campus is you know it's alive with change it's 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 very not stable <laughs> and i really like how you and connected not only the safety on campus but also within the community because yeah, even yeah. right now you hear students 
not feeling welcomed in certain grocery stores right or um or just not just feeling welcome in turlock in general so that's why they they come and talk to whether it's in diversity centers so and voice those concerns i also do see a lot of students being more open about it like why does this happen like don't they like i like being raised i know a friend of mine uh, yeah like (laughs) so it's i really i didn't even i knew this was a community like event like community focused conference but the way you connected it with like it's one thing to be safe on campus but there's also a community where that campus is that's right and being aware of the different communities that are not being talked about because the lack of resources they have for example indigenous communities they might not have internet to post on twitter or something to be aware of so that's why you don't see a lot of students talking about these little incidents happening and also just being aware of like different backgrounds and where other people are coming from really enjoy hearing that part of it so So that is how dean tudio connected the social justice conference with campus safety i like how he pointed out that just because the campus is safe that doesn't mean the community is also safe we are a commuter campus, which meaning that some of our students do commute, or even a faculty and staff members, commute from other small towns around the area. And I'm not saying, specifically myself living in Turlock, I'm not saying that Turlock isn't safe or these other small communities like Ceres, Modesto, that they're not safe, but within this community or these multiple communities, students, faculty, and staff live. So in order to take care of our warrior family, we must also be safe within the community. We grocery shop, go to restaurants, or other services that our communities may provide for us. So we must be aware of what's going on around us as well. Now, I know this year we couldn't enjoy the Social Justice Conference, but this conference is hosted on campus yearly. And in fact, it's actually scheduled to be rescheduled. So make sure to look into your emails. There's a possibility that you will be seeing flyers about this Social Justice Conference. So just keep a lookout, stay tuned, and be aware when this conference will happen once again, hopefully this academic year. You do not want to miss out. This conference will benefit you in learning what is going on within the outside community of Stan State and encourage you to be a part of the solution that can possibly impact people and their communities. I hope you've all enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions, please feel free to leave them in the comment section. For our next episode on Keeping It Safe, I will be covering laptop and identity theft. And our very own OIT from campus will be joining into this conversation. So make sure to stay tuned and be aware of how not to have your laptop and identity theft happen here in Stan State or in a normal cafe shop within the community, in a restaurant, Panera, where there's Wi-Fi. Just be aware of this. So make sure to stay tuned for the next podcast episode that will be informing you how you can save your own identity and save all the information you may have on your cell phones or laptops or any other electronic devices you may have. So like always, keep it safe here at Stan State Warriors.